Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Exploring Missions exist uh, for AFR, American Family Radio, to help carry out part of the last part of our mission statement. It's to aid the church in carrying out the Great Commission in foreign countries as well as our own country. And Exploring Missions, we feel like, is on the front line of helping us fulfill that mission statement. And so, Nathan Harper, our co-host, it's always a joy to have a guest in studio with us. Sometimes it's by radio, or or I should say phone, or an interview that I've done, or an interview that you've done. But when we have those people in the studio, there's a little extra energy to go with. Absolutely. just to be honest, both you and I get tired of looking at just, you, you know, each other. So <laughs> so it helps. It, it does help. It mm-hmm. does. And so you can tell we have a guest today, and Nathan and I were talking about it. He may have been the guest on Exploring Missions more than any other person mm-hmm. we know, and we're glad of that. We're bragging on that. We're thankful. I think it demonstrates how many things that he is involved in in his heart for God. And our guest that we're talking about is Joseph Parker. And around here at AFR, Pastor Joseph. And Mm -hmm. uh, he is the prayer warrior. He is the man that we look to to help us know concerning. uh, We don't have to look far, but uh, we've never met anybody more concerned about the life of children in the womb. And we praise the Lord for that. So, Joseph, welcome. Mm. Good to be with you all today. It Mm. is. And Nathan, you and I both love this man as a brother in Christ, and he's made a difference in our lives. Absolutely. And I think just to be around him is to learn something new. And it's new in the sense that God is showing something to him, and he's sharing it with you. And it's new in the sense that it's what God wants you to hear as well. It's a fresh word from the Lord. It is. And we hope that you'll enjoy this. Stay with us through the whole interview. It will be important. And again, if you cannot listen to all of it. You started it. You can always go to the podcast, AFR.net, look at podcast, and look for Exploring Missions, and you'll find it there, the date, and it's all there. But today, Joseph, not only are you the minister here, the hour of intercession on the radio, yes, you do that, and you're a part of the intercessory prayer ministry at AFA and working with different ministries, but today, you're here representing the Greenwood Pregnancy and Hope Center. Matter of fact, you're the chairperson of the board, Greenwood Pregnancy and Hope Center. Tell us a little bit about Greenwood and also the Pregnancy and Hope Center. Okay, well, again, great to be with you all today, and thank you for the opportunity to come on and share. I would mention, the, um, the again, as you mentioned, the title is the Greenwood Pregnancy and Hope Center. Just to share a little bit about the journey that brought us to where we are today, my wife and I have served churches in the Mississippi Delta over a period of years and uh, saw a need for an additional pregnancy clinic. For people that aren't familiar with the geography of Mississippi, of course, the Delta is in the western part of the state of Mississippi, a large flat area that's largely agricultural, pretty large part of the state. 
some of the poorest people live in the state, live in the Delta, but at the same time, it's a rich agricultural area. But after having pastored there for a number of years, saw a need for an additional pregnancy clinic. There are two pregnancy clinics in that large geographic part of the state. But the southern part of the Mississippi Delta, there are none at all and the extreme southern portion. And we saw a need. And I really wanted to partner with other groups or ministries that might have had a desire because we wanted to help them to do it. But we had discussions with people, but nothing was really happening. Nothing ever really took traction. And at a certain point, probably about three years ago, I heard the Lord say, you do it. (laughs) Well, you know, I really wasn't looking to hear that. But (laughs) after getting clarity that that's what the Lord wanted us to do, we embarked upon the journey. And to be very honest, didn't nearly happen as and move forward as quickly as I would have thought or hoped. But by the grace of the Lord, after a period of three years of working with people and developing relationships, we uh, now have a 501c3 with a board, and we're in the process of raising the monies to purchase a mobile pregnancy unit that will serve LaFleur County, which includes Greenwood, Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State, which is also there in that near Greenwood, and Greenville, Mississippi, which is in Washington County. These are communities where there are no pregnancy clinics whatsoever at this point in time. And there's pretty large population there in Greenville. I, right. I know the Delta in the past few years, because of the change in agriculture, becoming more mechanized. Mm-hmm. The individuals are not there, but they've developed otherwise, but many people are still living there. Right. Lots of people have moved off, but there's still a large population of people in, in the Mississippi Delta as well. And, you know, I think of this, too, as it relates to the life issue. It's so important for us as believers to understand that God's Word is very clear. And it is not just one or two scriptures. It's many passages that draw out the fact that God wants us to know, like one of the Ten Commandments tells us, you shall not murder. And so it's wrong to take an innocent life, period. And yet, sadly, we live in a culture where not only is the taking of the innocent babies in the womb allowed. Sadly, we have a present government that pushes it and promotes it. And so there's a great need and a challenge before the church to become aggressive about sharing God's heart and his perspective on the life issue. And it's a need for us as the church to recognize that we each have responsibility individually, but the church as a whole has responsibility too. Nathan, this is really close to you. Your wife, Rachel, worked for a ministry trying to make a difference in this area years ago, and it's still close to y'all's heart, I know. It is, and Pastor Joseph, when we think about just the difficulty of a crisis pregnancy, some of us picture individuals we have known that have been in that situation. Others think of uh, like different demographic kind of large populations, but it, you know, we see this from everywhere all over the world, but in the U- U.S., you see it every social economic sphere is impacted by this, but you do also see maybe people in a uh, lower income area, and I would even say the African-American community, I think there's a greater impact in the sense that there's fewer opportunities for choosing life. That, and that's what you're doing here is, is providing a, this opportunity for this alternative pro-life choice to, to be made. Right. You know, I think of this, that there's a great need for the church, I believe, to become so much more aggressive, really across the board with this issue. Now, by the grace of the Lord, I think many more people are involved to some extent 
in addressing the life issue than were in the past. For example, lots of believers realize we should be praying for the ending of abortion and praying for God's grace to stir the church to do more. Many believers realize we need to vote pro-life. That's a biblical thing to do. But we don't stop there. There's so much more that needs to be done on the part of the church. And I think of this, for example, pregnancy clinics are really on the front lines of the life issue. A lot of people don't realize lots of evangelism and discipleship happens through the ministry of pregnancy clinics. Many people are reached that many many of which don't go to church anywhere or go to church very little. And so also it's reaching many poor people through that ministry as well. And so there's a need for the church, I believe, to very aggressively come alongside and back up and undergird the ministries of pregnancy clinics. Yet sadly... Many believers fail to realize that it's very much a mission field. And if you even say, well, pregnancy clinics are a mission field to themselves, a lot of believers say, well, no, no, that's not true. And in fact, many churches wouldn't even think in terms of tapping their mission budget to help a pregnancy clinic. And that's a wrong perspective. It's a huge mission field, and it's right under our noses as well. And we're we're here to promote this. We're sharing with you this Greenwood Pregnancy and Hope Center is located in a pivotal area. Yes, uh, it's not a metropolitan area, but it's an area where the need is great, close to a college, because a lot of times those that are promoting abortion and offering it, that's where they locate. And they locate in a lower financial district so that I, I, you know, their reasoning, I I have my suspicions of why Mm -hmm. they're doing it. But here we are, we're trying to say, hey, there's an alternative here. And it's time for churches to stand up to put those pregnancy centers in your budget. Have Mm -hmm. them to be represented by personnel in your church where they go and volunteer and they become the people that are helping to run that pregnancy center. Those are really... I I think it's horrible that it's not better than it is, Joseph. I just put it on the line. Mm -hmm. Uh, Churches, I think, are failing in that area, and I'm not beating up on the church, but Mm -hmm. what an opportunity. But let me say this, what an obligation. Right. I think, of course, as we mentioned, one of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not murder. Uh, A scripture in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, tells us, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Well, again, that's very straightforward. God's telling us, choose life. And so it's important to understand that abortion is against the word and the will of God. And so, again, one of the reasons why there's such a need for churches to learn more about the ministry of pregnancy clinics is because, as I said, they're on the front lines and The reality is this, and of course, we as pastors can speak to this, but sadly, many a pastor is ignorant about so many different sides of the life issue. And I think of this, I recently had a chance to have conversation with an employee at a pregnancy clinic at probably one of, if not the busiest pregnancy clinic in the state of Mississippi. And they'd recently had a survey, and and we learned that there were somewhere around 500 churches in that area of the state around this pregnancy clinic. Again, probably the busiest, if not one of, if not the busiest clinic in the state of Mississippi. Of those 500 asked, how many churches support you? And the employee kind of chuckled. She said, 13. And that is so tragic. 
it's tragic because, again, I'm aware of the fact that this clinic struggles financially. And they should have so much support from the church that they have to turn people away. But sadly, that is not the case right now. To be very honest, lots of pastors, if you'd ask them, what do you think about the pregnancy clinic in your local community? A typical response for many pastors is, what is a pregnancy clinic? They don't even know what, what they do and couldn't refer someone to one if their life depended on it. So many don't even know what the work of the pregnancy clinics are doing. Well, I want to speak as a pastor. I have been. And I, I would say two of the most important things we did in the mission area was trying to get money in a place where it was winning people. One was the crisis pregnancy locally, and mm-hmm. the other one was Fellowship of Christian Athletes getting mm-hmm. into the schools. The, into the school we, we decry these things, and we decry them and say how horrible it is, and yet we do not yeah. do something about it. If you're a church investigate a pregnancy center near you, especially those that are gospel-centered. And most of them are. Just be very frank with you. Mm -hmm. That moves the heart. And get involved. Let this be a part of your ministry. Bring it to your board. Bring it to whoever it is and, and say, we need to do something about it. Well, let's look at Greenwood Pregnancy and Hope Center. Mm-hmm. Are you connected with a bigger group of people. How does that work, Joseph? Uh, We're officially affiliated now with ICU Mobile, which is a national ministry that helps to provide mobile pregnancy units to ministries. And so that's the national ministry that we're affiliated with. And my email is jparker at afa.net. And so for listeners, if you'd like to get involved with helping us to raise the monies to purchase the unit and to raise the monies to help with the first year's budget, we ask that you get in touch with us again at jparker at afa.net. And I'll send you a direct link where you can donate online to help us with this project. But yes, the national ministry is ICU Mobile, and they've helped to locate mobile pregnancy units in quite a few states in the nation. My understanding is at present there there are none that are based in the state of Mississippi right now. Some states have multiple ones, but as of now, none that are based out of Mississippi right at present. What does it mean, mobile? Is it... Well, you know, mobile, of course, means that it's a pregnancy ministry that moves from one community to the next. And one of the reasons why that's advantageous is because, again, once we're up and running, we'll be able to serve multiple communities. Of course, a stationary clinic is very important because people will travel a ways. But something that is very sad to think of is that people will go a ways to find a pregnancy clinic. But sadly, people will go to another state to get abortions. And many times people feel like it's their only option and women are often find themselves dealing with a lot of fear and uncertainty and feeling hopeless and that's why they pursue getting abortions. But one of the wonderful things about pregnancy clinics is pregnancy clinics offer a loving environment where they embrace the women, counsel them, encourage them to recognize this is not the end of the world and we they these ministries help to connect them with the church that will love them, embrace them, and help them to realize that with their help, they can help them step through this as opposed to taking the life of the child. And of course, encouraging them to consider that the goal is to always encourage them to either keep the baby or to consider adoption, which is a wonderful option. But the goal is to always encourage them to not go the route of abortion. And of course, obviously, the goal is also to share the gospel with them so that they can come to know the Lord. So a mobile pregnancy unit 
that what we're talking about, trying to raise the funds for this, what are some of the advantages of having a pregnancy clinic that's mobile that can get to different parts of the community? Well, you know, we, for example, we mentioned like one of the uh, target communities is uh, Mississippi Valley State University in the Mississippi Delta. Well, of course, every college town should always have a pregnancy clinic in its community, and Mississippi Valley State is one that there is not one there. But we, as a ministry, as we get the mobile ministry up and running, we'd be able to serve, again, the Greenwood community, which has no pregnancy clinic at all, the Greenville community, and the Mississippi Valley State community as well. And the fact is that different clinics in different communities have different schedules based on the need in the community. Well, the fact is when you can move from one community to the next, it expands the reach. And so instead of people thinking, well, we have a pregnancy clinic in this community and we can go there on this day or that day, going to different communities we can be available on a given day so that people know that's where we'll be so we can serve that community. But also, if people need to travel from another area, they'll know, well, they're going to be in this community on that day, so I'll travel there as well. So it expands the outreach in a very important way. When we hear about this, uh, these pregnancy, they're not just involved before the birth. Mm -hmm. They're involved after the birth. That's right. Encouragement, supplies, discipleship, even classes on how to be a mother. One of our dear friends, she worked at a local pregnancy center, Mm -hmm. and that was her responsibility and teaching about parenthood. And in doing that, you're getting discipleship, Nathan, because we've talked about the thing that's lacking more than anything else for is how the Great Commission works is discipleship. So the follow-up is discipleship. Based in relationship, a young lady who will go to one of these clinics, they might have the desire at first to remain sort of anonymous uh, because of what they might be experiencing and maybe the shame or just just the the crisis that they're in. But with the love of God at work, they want to really deep down, I think, really be known. And through re- building of a relationship and then the sharing of the gospel— and then the following of Jesus and the discipleship that comes through that relationship, it's not something that just comes and goes. It's, it's a, it can be a, a long-term relationship, and it can be a long-term, lifelong impact on someone's life. Well, and I would mention, too, that one of the, uh, another great thing about pregnancy clinics is all the services are free. It doesn't cost the woman anything at all, whereas, you know, one, one, one of the many tragedies surrounding abortion is that now there are instances where, of course, they provide free abortions, but there are many cases where, on average, people pay a lot of money. For example, I remember some years ago going into an abortion clinic under the pretense of getting information in Nashville, Tennessee, and the lady indicated the abortion started at just under $500 and would go up to $2,000 depending on complications and age of the baby. So the sad reality is abortion clinics are a major money-making industry, and that's part of what they're about, making money at the expense of taking the lives of innocent babies. After this mobile unit has been purchased, it needs to be staffed. 
That's right. How does that work? <laughs> Volunteers? Well, no, actually, there will actually will be, now, we'll use some volunteers as well, but there will be employees, including a nurse practitioner slash sonographer who would run the ultrasound and a director, which would be the person that would do counseling and interviewing of clients that come through the doors of the mobile pregnancy unit as well. And so there would be a, a few employees, but volunteers would help make up a part of that group that would help carry out the work and the mission of the pregnancy clinic. The reason I bring that up is we want, hey, we're intentionally asking you to say, I want to be a part of that. And you say, well, my church does not. Well, you can be a part of it yourself by sharing in this ministry. And they can get in touch with you and you can tell them how they can contribute by your email address, right? Right. Again, if they'll email us at jparker at afa.net, I'll send them a direct link where they can donate online. And this is important, and I, I hope that this will get out and it will mobilize others. And I'm reminding you, we, we've got a few moments left, and we're going to make it a matter of prayer. Nathan, I want to ask you to pray for this yes. specific and, and Pastor Joseph as he leads it. But we're saying this is a ministry that a church— if you're in and you're listening, and we do reach out to this area. If you're in this area that we're talking about, Greenwood, Greenville, Indianola, Itabina is where Mississippi, I, you, you know, I know that. I thought that was an interesting name, but that's where Mississippi Valley is located. Mm-hmm. And you're a part of that and your church is a part of it. What an opportunity it is for you to be on mission for God. And I, I don't think you need to blow it. I think you need to be intentional in it. We're being intentional in bringing the need. We're also saying, hey, here's what you can do. But, Nathan, I feel like we need to pray and ask God to bless this opportunity, pray that people would see the need. And, again, for Pastor Joseph especially, as he's chairperson of, of this board leading the way, would you mind leading us in prayer? I'd be glad to. Father, we come to you now, first of all, thanking you for the gift of life, thanking you that we have been given that gift. Uh, We also thank you for in Jesus Christ that we can have new life, eternal life, and even abundant life. And I pray, Lord, that you will cause each of us, even those that are listening at this moment, to realize that we are called on mission to share this life with so many others. And wherever you send us, that's our mission field. And, Lord, would you cause us to see one of the greatest mission fields are places where a crisis pregnancy center is either currently not working or even the actual center itself, that that's a wonderful mission field and that we as your church can be involved and can participate in what you're doing. We know you're changing people's lives. You're changing women and their lives through the gospel that is being proclaimed and shared with them in a loving way. But we also know that there are children who are yet to be born that will be rescued and saved and will be given the gift of life because of the work that's being done there. So would you show us ways that we can get involved? Specifically, Lord, we ask for Pastor Joseph and the work that he's doing with Greenwood Pregnancy and Hope Center and their fundraising attempts to raise funds for this mobile medical pregnancy unit. We pray success for them. We pray fruitfulness for them. We pray that you will pour out your blessings, use your people, use your church to get off of our wallets and open those up and share the resources that you've given us. 
but also share the gifts that you've given us to be involved in the areas where we live, we can be involved in this work. So I pray that you will bless Pastor Joseph and bless this work, and that this time next year, we'll hear wonderful stories of how you're saving lives and redeeming people. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Again, this is Exploring Missions, and we've been interviewing Joseph Parker. He's a pastor, just a great man of God. He is chairperson of the Greenwood Pregnancy and Hope Center. I want to ask you this. Why would you put hope on the end of that? We used to see Greenwood Pregnancy Center. Why hope? Well, hope because Jesus is hope. (laughs) And we'll be obviously sharing the gospel, but also one of the goals is that it would be a pregnancy clinic, but also do some other creative ministry to really touch the community as well as help them to see the great need to get behind a ministry like this. Many communities don't know what a pregnancy clinic is, and so... I think adding hope was something the Holy Spirit wanted us to do in the name. So You know, when you read 1 Corinthians 13, known as the love chapter, faith, hope, and love. And yeah, I, I understand the Bible says the greatest of these is love. But guess what love and faith produce? They produce hope. Amen. And what we're talking about is most of the time women who feel hopeless mm-hmm. go into a place where they can find hope. Joseph, I want to say thank you for being with us today. Thank you for the work you do. And we're going to pray for the Greenwood Pregnancy and Hope Center, and we're praying that God would move you as an individual. But I just say as a church, more so, to be involved in this. Give and participate and share. If you can't do that, do it where you're close to. Again, Joseph, what's that email? jparker at afa.net again that's jparker at afa.net and we'll send you a direct link whereby you can donate thank you again for being with us and thank you for listening to Exploring Missions and may God use you in carrying out His Great Commission 